Ooh. <laughs> oh, what's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. We back yet again. Another week. I'm alive. I'm blessed to be alive, still talking. Everybody, everybody ain't alive. Everybody ain't alive, man. We be losing people every single day, man. We just lost Harry Belafonte, the great Harry Belafonte, 96 years old, man. He had a tremendous, tremendous run. 96, I ain't nothing, that ain't nothing to sneeze at. And it seemed like he had all his facilities together. Like he still, he still seemed sharp. He still seemed present and vibrant. Harry Belafonte, he passed away of congestive heart failure. And shout out to the people that told us his cause of death. He's a great man. He stood for something. He was a, he was an artist. He was a singer, actor, activist, humanitarian, pro-black. Just a great, a great uh, image. He was a gem. He was a gem. Him, him and Sidney Poitier were just like, and I love to see it, man. The friendship that they had over the years. They worked together. I remember they, uh, Harry Belafonte was in the movie Uptown Saturday Night. And you could barely recognize him because he was playing like a, a play on uh, Vito Corleone. And he was, he was hilarious in that joint. And you could barely recognize him because Harry Belafonte was a heartthrob. He was that guy. He was like, he was handsome McGee, man. He was handsome Belafonte, basically. He's one of them dudes. Like, and let me tell you something about this lady. Let me tell you this, ladies. When it comes to when it comes to men that y'all find attractive, or like men that y'all drool over that that you find heartthrobbish, the men in the in the heterosexual community sometimes they be hating, but sometimes we respect. We be like, all right, all right, we'll give y'all that. There are certain men we'd be like, all right, ladies, you can have that, man. Go on, get yours. There's certain men that we respect. Because sometimes we, we got to respect it as men. Harry Belafonte falls into that category. If you if you was feeling him, we was like, all right, man, that's a good dude right there. We Y'all can have that, ladies. Idris Elba, Method Man. These are men that we as men respect as well. Now, y'all be drooling over them. We be like, all right, ladies, get your drool on. You can have that. So just know that we as men, we don't be hating like that. We be like, all right, man, hey, man, get, get your Morris Chestnut. We ain't hating no Morris Chestnut. We ain't clowning y'all. We ain't giving you a hard time. We like, oh, Morris Chestnut, all right. All right. Do your thing, ladies. Drool away. So we just want y'all to know that, you know, we respect some of y'all heartthrobs out here, man. Method Man, Idris, we got no because we fans as well, in terms of we fans in another way. You know what I mean? So rest in peace to the great, tremendous. Harry Belafonte. Rest in peace. Sabrina just lost her grandmother, man. She just lost her grandmother, man. Her grandmother also had a tree. Oh, shoot. Sabrina's in here. Sabrina's in here. Well, the speaker, the speaker of the devil. Sabrina just lost her grandmother. So I want y'all to shower her with love and condolences and energy and prayer and good vibes and hearts and prayer hands and doves. That was her first best friend, man. That was Sabrina's first best friend. Beautiful relationship. And that was that was Sabrina's favorite. Like I remember early, like before we even started dating, I would see her and her videos with her grandmother. And I was just like, yo, man, you and your grandmother are close, huh? She's like, yeah, man, I love my grandmother. And I was like, yo, that's dope to see. Because, we, you know, you got to cherish your elders. And she cherished her elder for sure. For sure. And that was dope to see. And, you know, I remember the movie Coco. She folded up because, you know, it connected her to her grandmother. And so I lost my grandparents years ago. Like, all of them are gone. So 
I always envy people, not envy in a bad way, but just like, man, you still got your grandparents here to, you know, see and, and talk to and learn from. And she just had a, a great relationship with her grandmother. Now, as she got older in years, she kind of lost her facilities and like she she wasn't the same. But, you know, Sabrina's grandmother solidified so much in her at an early age, made such an impression at an early age that it really it really stuck with Sabrina her whole, you know, adult life. And so it was just like she never judged her. She never made her feel like an outsider. And this is important. When you come from a judgy family where they just be like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I remember her grandmother asked her, why you got the tattoo? She's like, I like it. She's like, okay, that's good enough for me. And that, that's what you need in your family, man. It's okay to ask a question. Why are you doing this? And then when they tell you, okay, I still love you. That's all we need from family, man. If you're not on drugs, if you're not out here ruining your life, be a supportive family member. If they're not, if they're not literally selling drugs or killing people or just, you know what I'm saying? Support your family, man. It's so important. It goes a long way. That support that Sabrina's grandmother gave her lasted her into her whole like adult life. Just those little, just those little moments. And Sabrina's grandmother probably was just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? But that meant the world to Sabrina. Because that little moment of acceptance and love transcended so much other bullshit that it was just like, yo, man, my, my grandmother is so dope. And so those little, those little nuances when it comes to family, just acceptance and love, they go a long way. So just keep that in mind when, when you're out here judging your, 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 your son, your daughter, your mom, your dad, your niece, your nephew, your cousin, your grandchild, your grandparents. And they just out here living their lives, not hurting anybody. And they're just different. They're just different than what you want them to be or they're different from how the family dynamic is. Let them be different. As long as they aren't hurting themselves or like other people, let them be different. Let them be who they are. Let them be individuals within the family. It's okay if they dress different. It's okay if they got a different religion. It's okay if they got a different sexual orientation, man. Love them anyway, man. The fuck you got to lose? Love them anyway. Acceptance. That's the key. Because if you really about their family life, if you really truly value your family members and family, acceptance comes with that. Acceptance and love and like peace and like, you know, support. That's what family should be all about. Not the judgment, not the do what we doing. That's not family. Keep that in mind, man. Shout out to Sabrina's grandmother, man. Shout out to Sabrina's grandmother, man. I'm logging off of the IG live. I'm logging off of here. If you want to see the rest of this, you got to join the Patreon because the Patreon members about to see all of this. They about to see all of it. Anyway, I'm out of here. Um, all right. But yeah, man. But Sabrina... What if your grandmother and Harry Belafonte link up? That's a good look. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hey, you know. When, when they meet up, when they meet up at the at the next transition, they like, hey, how you doing? I'm Harry. And then your grandmother's there. Oh, oh, oh. Grandmother got the game system in her hand and Harry Belafonte pull up, man. Hey, man. That's a good time. Now, Sabrina's grandmother's probably going to go back to her husband, but you I mean, you know, Harry's there. Same same day. Same day. You never know cuz they could be in the in the in the little line where you know when you pass away, you go to this big like freshly passed away center where it's just like human resources and you know, new new entries into the, you know, the new plane of existence. And you just got there that day. Y'all going to be in the same joint. 
You say you don't know if he's there, to be honest? You'll know if who's there. I hope she meets the rain. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Oh, your grandfather, you don't know if he's there? Okay. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I want Serene to show up in my dreams more often, man. I want to see Serene in my dreams more often, man. Serene, if you're listening to this podcast, pull up, man. Come up in my dreams, man. I miss you, man. Show up in my dreams. He's showing up in my dreams three times, man. I need more. I need him to show up more often. Because when I do dream of Serene, I don't wake up sad. I wake up feeling good. Like, I wake up feeling like, man, Serene showed up. So I'd be like, man, show up in the dreams, man. Come on, man. Give me some more, man. I don't know how. I don't know how. <laughs> Tony about to fold. I ain't folded yet on verbal cardio. I ain't folded yet. I'm undefeated in folds on verbal cardio. I almost folded the other episode. I don't know if it was the last one or the one before that. I almost folded. But I ain't folded yet. I fold I fold in the watch parties all the time. Like when I be having watch parties, I, I fold it in like seven, seven movie nights. Slightly, no, slightly don't count, Slarita. Slight, slight folds don't count. Because when I fold, I fold completely. I'm a, I'm a complete folder. You know what I'm saying? I fold up, I do the fold, and then I put in the drawer. Like, you know what I'm saying? Almost doesn't count. It's like, it's like Brandy said it best. Almost doesn't count. We're not doing almost in here. Almost, almost don't get you the championship. Almost don't get you the victory. Almost ain't complete. It's almost. I'm almost there, but you're not there. I almost won, but I lost. I'm almost done, but you're not done. See, that's why almost doesn't count. I can't keep on. Who I hear it. No, no, no. Never really sure. And all that I can give you. What you came here for. I love Almost Doesn't Count, man. That's my favorite Brandy song of all time. So no folds here, guys. Look elsewhere. Now, if I keep talking about Serene and the folds, y'all want me to fold. That's the thing. Y'all waiting for it. Y'all waiting for the full face crease. Nah, man. I folded yesterday randomly. I was thinking about Serene. I was like, actually, it wasn't yesterday. It was the day before. I was sitting there in between uh, games of Call of Duty. And I was just like, man, come on, man. Just crying in that moment. I was just like, where did this wave come from? Took it. I was like, man, come on, man. I was Because I, I was just thinking about it, like, man, he gone. And then I got back on the sticks. And the people I was playing with never knew. They were none the wiser. But you got you got to let them. You got to let them. Uh, those waves happen, man. Those waves. And we losing people out here, man. Should be hurting. Tough. Tough. Harry Belafonte, man. Oh shoot! Hold on, cuz. Man, I ain't get no check. I hate waiting on money, man. Wait, hold on. Two, seven, eight. Let me make sure that. Hold on, y'all. I got to handle this business real quick. <sighs> I hate waiting on money. Waiting on money is the worst. It's the worst of all time, man. Let's answer some questions from the patron saints, man. Let's get into that. But before we do that, before we start looking at questions, 
I need people to calm down about my Black Widow situation. I need y'all to just... I need y'all to just come to terms with the fact that I'm trying to I'm trying to battle these bugs without killing them. I need y'all to come to terms with this. I'm standing firm in it. I'm standing in it firm. I'm not trying to kill the black widows. Yes, I know they're dangerous. Yes, I know who they are and what they bring. I'm 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 you know, I know who they are. I know this. But I'm not trying to kill them. I could have killed them last summer. I could easily buy a can of raid and shut the whole party down. I'm trying to find alternative methods to getting rid of the spiders. The Black Widows only. Regular spiders I ain't got no beef with. Stop acting like I got an infestation of ants or roaches or termites. It's not the same thing. It's Black Widows, man. They not going to be in the house running rampant. They don't like people. They don't want to be around people, man. So they not going to be in the house, in the kitchen, in the bedroom. They're not going to be in my bed, chilling. Black widows move differently than other spiders. They like, they like you know, colder areas and, like, you know, dark, quieter. Ain't no people out here. That's black widow. Black widows come out when that is going on. He's just like, yo, man, there's too much traffic over there. We're going to be over here. That's why they outside on the edges of the house. They outside. And I'll be looking at spiders, man. I'll be looking at spiders. You know what, what spiders remind me of? It reminds me of a vendor. of some, A vendor of any sort. Spiders are, are vendors, if you think about it. Except they're not really selling anything. They just want to trap you. They want to attract customers. And the customer is, you know. An unlucky insect of some sort. That's the customer that they're trying to attract. But they're trying to attract you, you sneakily, like an invisible thing, and you get caught in it, and then they come out and wrap your ass up. That's what vendors do. That's what salespeople do. Hey, 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 uh, who's your cell phone provider? And they wheel you in, they paralyze you, they wrap you up, and now you getting now you're getting some cell phone service. You didn't even really know you wanted or needed. Now you're rat. Now you're caught in. They're like salesmen in a, in a sense, except you know they they're killing you. Because I was looking at the spiders last night. I went to the the same locations where I always see the the widows. There's one by the door. There's one by the garage door. There's one on the side of the house uh, before you get to the gate to the backyard. When you open the gate to the backyard, there's one on the uh, on the little cooler thing. There's one that's by the side garage door. There's another one on the uh, the trash bin for the uh, grass and stuff. And there's another one further down on the side of the house. And then there's usually one by the where the hoses are in the back. And then there's usually one over there on the brick wall by the flowers and stuff on the other side. There's usually some in the little drainage in the on the ground by the basketball hoop. I know where they be at. I was looking at them yesterday. I was looking at the biggest one. The biggest one is on the side of the house before you get to the back gate. And that spider was just out there, just in the middle of the web, just chilling. And I was just like, look at you. You got your little setup. You got your little display, your little, here's your little, you know. You know when vendors have their little setup. They got their little setup. They got the table set up. They got everything set up. They just got everything set. Everything is just, we out here. And they just, they just waiting. They just waiting as vendors. They just sitting there. They waiting. And they, spiders are just, that black widow's in the middle of the web. Just like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Just waiting. And I'm just like, they just waiting for a crane fly to come in or whatever flies, mosquitoes, whoever's out at moth. And they just like, they're waiting. They're not doing active hunting. They're like, yo, come to me. 
come to me. So I was just wondering, I was like, and then, you know, they get excited. They get like a leaf in the web. It's like, oh, shit. So, oh, it's a goddamn leaf. And then they never take the leaf out of the web. They just sit there and let that shit build up. We got leaves in there, dust, rocks. So it's like, man, clean the shit up. You're going to be a spider, man. Get the, get the, get the riffraff off your web. Because now, you know, if I'm an insect, I'm like, yo, man, that little leaf is floating on something. Man, I don't know about that. That's weird looking. Let me get out of here. So then I was wondering, I was like, yo, how, how, how did that Black Widow do tonight? How did that Black Widow do last night? Did it get lucky? Did it catch anything? I wondered. As I, as I went in the house, I was like, I wonder if she had a good, a good sales day. Because, you know, I sell shirts on the road. And so it's like, hey, the bakery is right here. And you stand there and you wait to sell your shirts. Some nights are better than others. Sometimes we can't reel y'all in. Sometimes you're just sitting there in the middle of the web with nothing coming in. So I wondered, I was like, I wonder if uh I wonder if that black widow ate last night. I wonder. I'm not gonna sit out there all night and just to peep game, but I wonder. I wonder. Because spiders don't work the block. They don't come out here like praying mantises. They coming for you. They looking around. They moving around. They creepy as hell, man. They coming for you. Praying mantises. Praying mantises are low-key scarier than spiders to me. Low-key. I'll tell you why Praying mantises are scarier than spiders to me. And here's why. Praying mantises, they just eat you wholesale. They just eat you right then and there. They just be like, hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just eating you like that. They just eating you like you already dead and cooked, but you're alive. You're alive as they eat you alive. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is great. But you're alive. Why are they eating your toes? All oh, these eating your toes and your, your, your calf muscles. Oh, oh. Mm. oh, this is this is great. This is just. Ooh. And you you just taking it. And then the way they look, you can see their heads. You can see what they're looking at. They standing there. You see their heads moving around like spiders. Visually on paper, the creepiest shit ever. They got all the legs. They move slow. They creep. It's just like. And then when you look at their eyes, they got those dark eyes. The two main eyes of a spider is just like two main eyes right here. And then the other eyes sprinkled throughout. And then, but there's some two. And they be looking wet and black, and they just be like, yeah. And then they move so slow. They come out fast to wrap you up, and then they slow it back down. Mad creepy. But a praying mantis is just like, I watch them. Whenever I come into contact with a praying mantis, I watch them watch me. They be like, yeah. You see their heads turn, and it's just like, I know you're looking at me. That's creepy to me. Spiders, I don't know. I don't know what you're looking at. And spiders have horrible vision. But a praying mantis, I know you are looking at me because I see your head follow me as I walk across. Praying mantis would be like, yeah, where the fuck you going? Yeah, if you, was, if you were smaller than me, I would eat you right now. And I know what it's thinking. I know it's thinking that. That praying mantis is like, if you were, ooh, if you were smaller than me, Oh, I tell your ass, I eat your whole. That's creepy, man. I can see what you're looking at. I see you looking at me. I remember I fed a praying mantis at the gas station. I was at the gas station one time. Saw a praying mantis at the gas station. He was brown. And he was like wobbly. He was doing this at the gas station. And I was just like, yo, you good, bro? You good? I didn't know if he was drunk. Oh, he was just like. I'm like, man, yo, praying mantis, man. P. P.M. Dawn, man. 
p.m. dawn. You good? He was like, and there was like a little, there was like a little, uh, a little bug like around. So the little bug was around there. I scooted the little bug into the praying mantis's field of vision. He was like, oh, I saw him do a double take. He was like, oh, shit. I saw him look at the bug. He did a double take. I know what I saw. He did a double take. He was like, oh, oh, we got here. And he grabbed the bug and ate it. And I was like, but then I felt bad because I was like, I got that bug killed. Now I felt guilty because I was like, dang, I got the bug murdered for another bug. I chose one bug over another. What does that say about me? I chose one bug over another. I was an accessory. I got that bug killed. Because the praying mantis didn't even see him. He was like, yo, man, you got, you got some extra change, man, some extra bugs in your pocket, man. I'm out here at the gas station, man. Gas, gas prices is really going up. Gas prices have really exploded. You ever notice, hey, man, if you got some bugs, man, I'd, love, I'd appreciate it. if you. And he was, he was just dusty looking because he was brown. And no disrespect to browns. You know, because I'm brown and I'm not just saying we look dusty, but when you when you think about praying mantises, they usually like bright green. That's that's the color you when you think of a praying mantis, you immediately think about the bright green. And so to see a brown one at the gas station, he was just giving me dusty vibes. It was like he had on a trench coat that was dusty. He was just out there with the dusty-ass trench coat, just like, man, gas prices have really exploded. Man, I know you got some bugs on you. He just gave me homeless at the gas station vibes. So the brown was like a dusty trench coat. Remember them homeless men in the, in the Nasty Boys video with Janet? They were like, Nasty Boys! And they had on, like, dusty-ass trench coats. You know, the hobo look. That's the look he had. I'm like, where you green at? No, nah, man, I've been out here for a long time, man. I got this trench coat. I'm in disguise. You know how the Ninja Turtles be in disguise? They wear the trench coats, man. That's me, man. You got some bugs on you. And so, you know, I helped him out. I helped him. He was, he was, he was, he was down on his luck. He was down on his luck, man. I had no ground beef on me. So don't be, don't be judging me out here, man. Look out. I said all that to say I'm not killing the spiders if I if I can avoid it. Oh, I wanted to I wanted to talk too about the big fight this weekend. Tank Davis versus Brian Garcia. Uh, big fight. I'm not sure what the final numbers were, but I feel like I feel like we was all tapped in. Uh Ryan Garcia is this kid, uh blew up on social media, extremely fast, knockout power, young, fresh. You know, he's a draw. Like, you know, he has he has a huge following. Javante Tank Davis, the current face of boxing right now, man. Killing the game, popular within the culture, under the wing of arguably one of the best fighters to have ever fought, Floyd Mayweather Jr. From Baltimore, Maryland. Ryan Davis is from, uh, I think, Victorville or somewhere like that. Um... Highly anticipated fight. We was all in. Brandon Lewis got the pay-per-view. Had some people over at the crib. We watching the fight. Fight was exciting. Uh, Ryan Ryan was the aggressor early on. You know, they sizing each other up at first. You know, you got to size each other up in a boxing match. You got you to see, see what the other one is trying to do. First round is size up city. You know what I'm saying? Size up. Yeah, what you about to do? Well, then what's up then? Well, then, well, then bring, bring it on in. Well, then, well, then do something. Then. We'll pencil it in then. You know what I'm saying? What you, oh, oh, no, nah, hell no. Nah. I ain't even do nothing yet. Well, I don't know what you trying to do. What, hey, hey, I ain't flinched. Well, what's up then? So it's like, you know, sizing each other up. Ryan Garcia got aggressive in that first round. So Ryan Garcia took the first round because he was aggressive. He was swinging hard. He was doing it. Second round, he kept that aggression up. He was getting pumped up. He was trying to, he was trying to, he was swinging for the fences. Swinging for the fences. Tank ducked up 
underneath one of them swing for the fences and came back with a counter, drop Ryan Garcia real quick. I was like, yo, that that knockdown punch was amazing. That knockdown punch was amazing. Because it was like, yo, it, it was textbook counter strike. It was textbook. Ryan Garcia, he doubled up, went over the top. Tank Davis went underneath, came back with the counter, right? Clean, clean, pam, right there, pam, clean hit. Dropped him real quick. Ryan got up pretty quick, but after that, after he got dropped once, he slowed down after that. He wasn't aggressive no more. It was like, you know what? Damn. I noticed that right off the bat. I was like, yo, that slowed down his aggression tenfold. He was like, you know what? Let me just let me just tuck back in. And, you know, Brandon Lewis was saying, like, you know, he he couldn't Ryan Garcia was in 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 war with himself in terms of how to how to do this fight. He didn't know if he wanted to have his guard up or his natural thing was to have his guard lower. He didn't know what he wanted to do. So it was like he was having an internal struggle within on how his strategy was going to be. Tank stayed in the pocket, but I can tell Ryan Garcia was like, all right, should I listen to coach or should I go back to my normal style? What should I do? And then he ended up getting that liver punch. He was like, nah, I'm going to take a knee. Because to me, I feel like a body shot would be more painful than the head shot. Because you, you get hit in the liver, you get hit in them kidneys, man. You just like, ah, you're going to take that knee, man. You, when your internal body is just like, it hurts, man. Sit down. Your body is going to sit you down. Your body is going to be like, hey, man. It's like when you get kicked in the balls on accident or on purpose. I don't know if y'all getting kicked in the balls on purpose. But I've nicked my balls on accident. And it'd be like, you get hit in the balls first. There's a slight delay. And then the wave of pain comes in. It's not immediate. It's like, oh, balls. And then that wave comes in like, balls, all caps, 20 font. When you get hit in the balls, it's like 12 font. But then when that, then that wave come in, it's like 20 font, bold, underlined. That's when you say, oh, but you got that, you got that slight hesitation. That's what, because people's like, how come he didn't drop right away? Because it, it take that wave has to hit. And then your body is like, sit your motherfucking ass down real quick. Your liver be like, sit your motherfucking ass. Your liver calls your brain, be like, sit your motherfucking ass down real quick, man. Hold, just sit down. Oh, hi. But your liver has to call your brain because your brain going to tell you stay up. But your liver be like, hey, man, sit your motherfucking ass down. Take a knee. Take a goddamn knee. Whoo. You okay, liver? <laughs> I don't know, dog. I don't know, man. Just call it, call it a goddamn day, man. Stop playing. Ooh, sit your motherfucking ass down, man. Neil Diamond, Neil Anderson. Kneel it up, man. Neil Patrick Harris. Ali McNeil, God damn it. You gotta, you, you, when your body, the liver was like Neil. Bend the knee, God damn it. Bend the knee. Liver, though, we still got to bend the goddamn knee. Neil. You hear me? Neil. <laughs> Somebody said, Neil deGrasse Tyson. God damn it. Yeah, man. That's tough. Fighting is tough. It's easy for us to be watching it from the couch and be like, what you would have done, what you could have done, what you would have did. But get in that ring for real. Take that liver shot and see how you feel. So I try, I try to give fighters grace, man. That's that's a that's a that's a profession I'm not in. 
So I try to give fighters grace. I try to give fighters grace. I'd be like, well, you know, hey, I'm not in there feeling what they're feeling. But Tank Davis remains undefeated. Another another notch in the belt for Tank Davis, another win. It's crazy. Crazy. Good fight, though. I enjoyed it. I was entertained. It was a good time. It was a good time. You know what I mean? Uh, let's go to some questions real quick. Uh, Chanel Renee asks, what's scarier, a praying mantis the size of a horse or a spider the size of a long? The size of a who? It says the size of a long. I'm not sure what you meant. A long what? First of all, a praying mantis the size of a horse. I'm already out. Oh, or a spider the size of a long pony? I will go with, I'm more scared of the praying mantis. Oh, just a pony. Okay. So a praying man is the size of a horse, a spider the size of a pony. I'm more scared of the praying mantis because just how they eat. So I know if it's going to be the size of a horse, it's going to eat me at that point. At that point, it's just, you know, I'm on the menu. I'm a menu item. So I'm not... I'm not doing this. At least with a spider the size of a pony, that spider is still going to set up webs and need me to fall into the web. Unless this pony-sized spider is a jumping spider. Then it's scary because they don't use webs. They tackle and jump on you. So if it's a jumping spider, oh, piss. There's too many different types of spiders. It's so many. Because what if it was like a, a giant trapdoor spider? Oh, my God. The trapdoor joints? Yo, I found this out recently. They had on record a 40-something-year-old trapdoor spider. How do you know it's 40 years old? I don't know. Let me look at that. I'm wondering uh, how they calculate that kind of stuff. They said... <clears throat> That the oldest, what is that? What is that picture? I can't find it. But there's a trapdoor spider found, and it was 40-something years old. And I'm just like, I know they have methods to determine how old something is, but I'm just like, the fact that a spider can live that long is crazy. That's incredible for anything on the ground or bug-like or whatever. Man. That's pretty crazy. We're out there for 40 years doing this? Just chilling. Busting out the, what's up, y'all? Got your ass. Catching bugs on the trapdoor level for 40 years? That means that spider, that spider was born in 19, what, 82, 83? That spider done seen Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, Aliens, Ghostbusters 2, Batman, Batman Begins. Batman and Robin, The Dark Knight. That spider was out here for Rock Hems, Paid and Fool. That spider was here for Illmatic, Reasonable Doubt, Salt and Peppers, debut album, Run DMC, NWA. That spider was here for all that shit. Trap door, just busting out the trap door like, ha, got your ass, come back up in there. For 40 years. That spider had a beard coming out the... Ah, got you, ass. It was probably slow. You think it slowed up? It probably slowed up, man. Yeah, 37? Yeah. They don't have no bones, though. Got your ass. That's true. And you know what? It makes sense because they said, they said that there are some lobsters that can live hundreds of years. I can believe it. And so, you know, they, they kind of in the same family. Yeah. So it's like, well, shit, if these sea creatures can live like that, who's to say 
the goddamn cousins of these sea creatures can't do the same. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially since they're trap door spiders. They're not just out and about. It's right. Like, oh, I'm going to just get attacked or stepped on. Or right. They just, they just live in a burrow. And then when they feel like coming out, they come out. Right. And then they go back. They don't really stray away from that too much. So if you in a reserved spot, then I can see it. Yeah. It's just crazy to hear a number put on a spider's life. Like, oh, yeah, trapdoor spider, 40 years. Like, 40 years, man. That's crazy. I can't wrap my head around that. I'm just like, yo. Oh, you say I got a review of Ragnophobia? I love that movie, by the way. Um... Now the P asks, instead of, instead of what's your last meal on death row, what would be the last movie you'd watch? Oh, last movie. Dang, the last movie. I'm going to make it a long one. It's going to be a long movie. So this is going to be my final, it's going to be my final joint. I'm going to be like, man, put the Godfather on. Uncut. The director's cut. Give me the Godfather, man. No, matter of fact, matter of fact, give me the Lord of the Rings Director's Edition, the one that was in the big DVD box set. Give me that. Give me that one. The Roots is episodic. Nice try, Slarita. That's episodes. I'm going with the Lord of the Rings Director's Cut. That's going to be me all day. What movie are you watching, Amir? Last movie? Yeah, your final movie. Final movie. Hmm. I want to I'm going to watch something that that feels good, you know. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I the only thing I can think of at the moment is like I'm gonna, I'm going to watch the uh Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. The animated Spider-Man movie. That's, That's like one of my time. favorite movies, like, period. That's a good time. Visually vibrant. Is Electro in that movie? I'm terrible with the lore, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Somebody said in the in the chat's word, they said they would watch the Green Mile. Why would you watch the Green Mile? You want why would why would you watch the Green Mile as your last movie, man? You about to get you about to get executed. That's the that should be the last movie you watch. That should be the last pick. That movie is definitely about executions. Shoot, they executed my man, man. Nah, hell no. Nah. That ain't the one. That ain't the one. Is Gross Point Bait coming back? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mikey Megazochi asks, who has the best lineage out of the great comedians? Richard, Bill, Red Fox, or Damon? Who has the best lineage uh, out of these comedians? What do you mean by lineage? I hope you're still in here, uh, Mickey Megzochi, I hope you're still in here. Expound on that. What you mean by lineage? You said you mean you for me. You're right. I don't know if it's supposed to be legacy. Uh, Mike, are you still in here? Come on now, we got dead air space on on the on the radio waves. Where you at? They say that I'm wrong for stating my opinion to you. Ah oh, man. All right, so I assume cuz lineage that means like kids, right? And I feel like the only choice would be, I mean, Damon Wayans. But if we talk in legacy, if we talk in legacy, I feel like Richard Pryor's style of comedy birthed countless comedians. 
I feel like Richard Pryor is the comedian that birthed so many comedians that it's not even close. I feel like it's not even close as far as like, you know, you like growing up watching Def Jam and Comic View, you see so many comedians in the vein of a Richard Pryor that it's just, it's ridiculous. It's not even, it's not even close. It's Richard all day. It's like, man, he, he was the blueprint of, of how comedians were. Like now, now we're starting to change again. But before that, man. It was Richard all over these comedians, man. Tough. Tough. The next movie night might be the tonight, tomorrow for sure. Tonight is uh, up in the air because I'll be tired of talking on Tuesdays, but Wednesday, without a doubt. For sure, for sure, for sure. Let me get to a couple more questions. Uh, Struggle Beard Bakery asks, uh, Tony, do you watch old school karate flicks and what's your favorite? Yes, I do. Uh, my favorite karate flick, I know people are going to be like, Five Deadly Venoms, uh, The Man with the Golden Arm. My favorite karate flick in that vein of, of, of you know, martial arts action flicks, we call them karate movies, Chinese Super Ninja. That's my favorite joint out of out of the karate movie vein. Um, Chinese Super Ninjas. That one right there was my shit. If you're not familiar with Chinese Super Ninjas, let me break it down for you, man. They had these warring clans, right? They had clans that were at odds with one another and but they were they were they were pretty much cordial and honorable right so they had beef you know each each clan had their beef but you know there there was honor between the two houses right so they find out that there's this outsider guy who has a clan of 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 super ninjas each each clan of Super Ninja represented a different element. All right? So you had you had gold, wood, water, fire, and earth, right? So each of these each of these ninjas represented a different element. So, you know, these these students from these from these houses they came across these elemental ninjas and wait, cut, cut, rewind that. So the outsider dude that had the clan of the ninjas, the main school, the main clan, you know, they had, they were at odds with this other clan and then they would have these little, you know, exhibition matches or whatever they would, they would face off, but people were living. So the one outsider dude came in and killed that other clan. Took them out and going in there just wiping them out. And so, so then he set his sights on the other clans, like, yo, I'm gonna get y'all as well. You know what I'm saying? Even even poison the the leader of that clan with a little poisonous ring. It was like, yeah, when you see this ring again in the future, it'll be your death. So one of so one of one of the samurai dudes that was in that other clan was like, yo, since you defeated me, I'm gonna give you this. When you see this ring again in the future, it'll be your death. He flicked the ring to him. He caught the ring, but the ring had poison on it. But that ring and that letter was a, a was a letter to his homeboy who was the outlier. Like, yo, man, these chumps took me down, man. Come and work. Come and wreck shop. And so his boy did just that. Came and wreck shop. And then it was just like, it was beef. So so cut to the main clan was just like, all right, man, we're going we gonna to battle these ninjas. We're going to battle these elemental ninjas and see what y'all talking about. So they send a team out. They send a team out to go against these elemental ninjas because this clan, they had warriors. They could fight. They had warriors. They were smacking the other clan up, and it was like, yo, man, we'll send them out there. Send them out there, and they weren't ready. And each of the elemental ninjas had four ninjas. It was four ninjas, so it was like four on one or four on two. They just wasn't ready. 
So the first one goes up, man. The gold ninjas come out. They got the full gold ensemble on, man. They got the little, they got the hats on, and they spin them, and they blinding the opponent, and they just twirling the the umbrellas, and the and they just wasn't ready for all this gold. And they was like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? They was getting worked over. So then they, then the other team comes across the wood joints, and they look like trees. They was just like, man, where we getting hit with these darts from? They was just getting hit with darts, and they didn't even know you're bleeding. And he was like, what, huh? How did how did this happen? You know, it's, it's that karate movie sound. It's like, huh, huh? How did this happen? And then, is it on Tubi? Don't tell me it's on Tubi, because if it's on Tubi, man, we watching it in the movie night. Don't you lie to me. If it's on Tubi, we watching it in a movie night. So. Anyway, and then the dude backed up. He's like, oh, you got hit. And then he backed up against one of the trees. And then one of the ninjas was the actual tree. And his hand came and just killed the dude. And he was like, yeah, yeah, he, he died. And he was by himself fighting. And, man, they just tore his ass up, man. And then the other crew, they came with the water ninjas. And they was just like, man, what's going on? Oh, they down here in the water. They was not ready to do battle with these water elemental ninjas. They pulled them into the water. They had nets. They had hooks, nets. They was flying across. They just, they netted them, and then they had them in the nets, and then they just shanked them while he was in the net. They had, they was not ready for this. Then the fire ninjas came out. They had on all the red, and they had the little fires going, and they had the smoke going. They wasn't ready for the smoke, literally. They wasn't ready for the smoke. And then you had the earth ninjas, and they were the ones that were underground. And so they would, I'll never forget this one scene, man. Like the dude, the dude was walking around and his pants, he had on like some capri shorts type deal. So he had on like shorts, but they were, they were flowy, flowy shorts. So he getting, he getting stabbed from the underneath. So he trying his best. He flying around, you know what I'm saying? He hopping, he hopping high and he's getting, he's getting stabbed in his legs. Because they just like coming from the underneath. He just, ah, ah, he hopping around. And there was this one point where he had flesh hanging from his leg. And it just kept getting longer and longer. Because he was doing his best. It was four on one. He was doing his goddamn. Actually, it was five on one because the main ninja was there. But that 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 little piece of flesh was was getting lower and lower to the ground. And then there was one moment where he he was about to run and fight. He stepped on that little flesh piece. That's when they finished his ass off, man. Because he froze. He was like, he stepped on the hanging flesh from his leg. That's going to slow anybody down. Um, so then, you know, the other clan, they get set up. They get this girl in there. They get set up. The master's poison. He gets trapped in the fire. And, you know, they wipe out that whole clan except this one dude. And then this other dude takes a man and he gets, he's got these other students and they train together as brothers. And there's like four of them. And since, you know, he knew about the elemental ninjas, he taught them the ways to how to how to train and fight these elemental ninjas and how to, you know, get prepared for each element. You know what I'm saying? So then they went back and fought each of the elemental ninjas. And then until they got to the last one, that was the earth ninja. And then they fought and then they reigned supreme, man. It, it's fire, man. It's fire. That's like my favorite joint. I've seen it so many times, man. So many times. It was dope. It was dope. Uh, Tony, how's your son doing? Sincere is doing fine. He graduates in uh, next month. He's a little stressed because they're winding down to, to the end of the school year. Uh, but he's doing great. Thanks for asking, man. Uh, do I like Ip Man? Yes. I do like Ip Man a lot. Donnie Yen is a legend. Um, DJ Hizzle asks, would you agree that Jenny from Forrest Gump is one of the worst movie villains of all time? <laughs> I'm not mad at this. Jenny was someone that I feel like she she was she was bad news for Forrest Gump. I feel like every time she popped up, man, she just put she put Forrest in some weird, you know, predicaments from the very beginning. I feel like, you know, she didn't deserve Forrest. I feel like she just didn't deserve Forrest. Forrest was a good guy, man, great guy. 
And I feel like Jenny was just living her life, not really valuing Forrest Gump like she should have. She was toxic. She was all over the place. She was, you know what I mean? And it was like, and then you show up and you let him smash finally after like decades. You take him down. You leave. You leave. You finally let him smash. Knowing he had feelings for you. Knowing that that you was what he was all about. I'm not a smart man, but I do know what love is. Remember he said that? Remember he said that to Jenny, man. I'm not a smart man, but I do know what love is. And he went out, he went out to the back. He said that. He went out to the back and put his hands behind him. He was just like. He did this. Remember that moment? He just stood on the porch with his hands on his lower back. He had to tell Jenny, I'm not a smart man, but I do know what love is. Jenny didn't deserve him. Jenny did not deserve that man. Let him smash one time. You dip back off. Then you come back with child. The child's been around for a few years. You never told Forrest. Then you just show up because you're sick. Whatever illness you had, everybody thinks it's AIDS. We don't know. If it was a sickness, they don't know what it is. It sounded like that's what it was. And then you die and leave Forrest with the child. Jenny was trash. Jenny was trash. They said it was cancer. But they knew what cancer was then. They've been knowing what, what cancer was since the 50s and 60s. It was hepatitis. But they knew what hepatitis was. Hepatitis was identifiable then. That's that's what that's what tipped me off, because she was just like, they don't know what it is. So if you if you do the timeline, it's like, but well, they didn't know what it was when they first hit the streets. And in that time frame. So, I thought it was acquired immune deficiency syndrome myself. That's what I thought it was. But regardless of all that, Jenny was trash, man. Jenny was trash. So, yes, she is one of the top villains of all time, in my opinion. And she didn't deserve Forrest. But... Forrest got a nice son out of the deal. His son looked like a great kid. And I'm sure Forrest Gump was an amazing father, man. I have no, I have, I have no doubt that Forrest Gump was an amazing dad. You know, a little rough around the edges because he was a slow man, but I feel like he was gonna be a great loving father. Absolutely. That kid came up, man. Because Jenny, Jenny would have had him all over the place. She wasn't, she wasn't a villain per se. But. You know what I'm saying? She was, she was low-key a villain. Because she, she, she put the protagonist through the ringer. She put him through the emotional ringer. So that's the antagonist. That's villain. She dies of hep C in the second book. There's a book? Hey, I don't want to hear no excuses about why Jenny did what she did. I mean, I get it. I get it, but but we talking about, you know. She did for us dirty. That's, that's what we talking about. Excuses be damned, you know. Forrest didn't have it easy, but it turned out to be a great kid into a great man you know what I'm talking about you feel me so there's that anyway man let me get the hell up out of here shorty 
I appreciate my patron saints. Y'all were in here deep today, man. Thank y'all for the great questions. Uh, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for asking about Sincere and how he was doing. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for extending love and condolences and energy and prayer to Sabrina uh, through this tough time with her grandmother passing. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Um, for those of you watching on the Wednesday, man, make sure you spread the word about verbal cardio, man, and, and interact with the goddamn clips. Don't just be watching my clips. I'm going to clip this. Don't just be watching my clips when I'm talking about my relationship. Don't just be watching it then, man. Watch all the clips. When I'm randomly talking about praying mantises being at the gas station with a dirty trench cone, watch that and comment on, on that as well, man. The all-time record-breaking clip for verbal cardio is me with are you ready to date that's the most watched verbal cardio clip of all time on instagram are you ready to date? y'all nosy man watch, watch my stuff watch my stuff man nosy i cut the comments off man i was petty man i cut the comments smooth on y'all was running your mouth I was like, man. I mean, y'all were positive in the in the comment section, but still, be positive on the silly stuff too, man. Nosy. Anyway, man. Uh, thank y'all, man. Shout out to my patron saints. I love y'all passionately in the shower, man. And uh, until next time, thank you for tuning into another session and that verbal cardio. Drink your water.